Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Jalen Green soaring. He's in one of those zones right now. Attacks the basket again. Got it to go. Twin Towers. Boban and uh, Landale. Uh, Against the big fella. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, it, it's defense. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I think that's a backhanded compliment a little bit. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Street Clothes was out again yesterday, and the, and the Rockets won. Stephen A. Smith is talking about it right and their now. Their subject is on, on first take is, did we overestimate the Lakers this year? You overestimate the, the Lakers, Lakers the last three year, years. Although, year to be fair, they did get to the finals last year. Not the finals, but the Western Conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, and, that, yeah. and that certainly did not look – I mean, they were a play-in team. They they got swept too. And well, they did. <laughs> they're just not as good as everybody, especially no. the media. They love LeBron, LeBron is still good, LeBron. but he can't carry like this. This doesn't even look. And even when Anthony Davis is back, they're not. Look, they're not as. I honestly don't know if they're as good as the Rockets. Maybe I'm putting too much. Maybe I'm getting way too ahead of myself over this Rockets stuff. I'm not sure. I I'm not sure. I believe the Lakers. LeBron's better than anybody the Lakers the Rockets have. Anthony Davis. Might be better when he's healthy than he anybody is the Rockets plays. have, right? He is when they play. But when he as plays. a team, I, I just, I mean, the Lake, there's a big. I'm not sure the Rockets aren't a better team. Well, than the story on ESPN because you have to write about the Lakers when they're struggling. They talk about they go in that locker room. The Lakers are talking about how they barely know each other because everyone's in and out of the lineup, and that's true. I mean, the, the, beyond Anthony Davis, they've had injuries throughout the season. Except a lot of teams have it, so let's not make excuses. But that's what they're pointing to. Hey, uh, we don't. Sometimes we don't know, even know who's coming on road trips or who's going to be in the locker room because people are in and out of the lineup. So that's what their reasoning is behind their struggles. But the Lakers, when Anthony Davis plays and and LeBron plays, they're probably a, a four or five when they're healthy. But who can count on them being healthy? They're not a championship team. They're not. No, the Rockets are. No, they're not. So, did you, okay? Who won by thirty last night? So you beat a non-championship team that makes you a championship team? That's right. That's not how it works. That's how it works. So oh, who's oh, won four straight games? What? Who cares? Who's, you who's, beat Char- who's got a winning homestand? You beat Charlotte what? and the Kings twice in that bad Lakers team. That doesn't make you a championship yeah. team. That Ch- makes you a team, like I said, who is not a soft touch anymore. If you're bad and, and you're pl- or you're playing bad, the Rockets will beat you, which is an improvement over what we've seen in the last couple of years. Rockets are money, 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 money in the bank. Um, right now, they are. Do you know the Rockets were a two and a half point dog yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> that was easy money. Free money off the first two minutes. Yeah. Let's, let's go win a road game. How about we do yeah, that? Yeah, they had that covered. Hey, we're in the middle of a seven game home. <sighs> Can you beat the Rockets at home? Mm-hmm. Can they win a road game? Doesn't matter. You play 41 at home. You win 41. Are you going to win 41? Maybe you're in the uh, play in. If, if you go 41 and 41, you're probably in the play in. Yeah. I mean, it would require you being undefeated at home. I get that. Mm-hmm. But if and you now, can just steal 
eight on the road, you win everything at home. You're a 49 win season. You th- 49, how likely- 49 win team, Dale. And you're probably in the top seven. How likely do you feel it, it is that the Rockets will win all 41 games at home? It's not. It's going to be a challenge. Considering, haven't they already lost a game at home? Uh, did they, aren't they, aren't they, aren't they, haven't they already lost a game? Yeah, home? I guess they so, technically did. So actually, it's impossible. Technically, they lost one. No, yes, it happened. Not okay. technically, it happened. 40 and one, big deal. Okay. 40 and one. Then you can be one and 40 and you're still in the play-in. I feel like both those numbers are unlikely. Technically, yeah, from a number standpoint. You're a numbers unlikely. guy. How likely do you think it is <laughs> they go one and 40 on the road? Are, my calculations are point oh oh four three. Let's uh, let's talk about a team that is also um, you know taking the the world by storm. Player of the week, the offensive player of the week in the AFC, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Yeah. Okay. The offensive player of the week. He 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 missed the uh, free throw before the Rockets game last night. But man, the fans were excited to see him. He is he is our most exciting athlete right now yeah. in the city. You get a quarterback and a city is on fire. Yeah, it's, and, and when, a, when a city thinks they have a yeah. quarterback. And when they haven't had one for a while. Because you know how long a team can win if they have a good quarterback? Long time. If you have a good quarterback, you can keep a window yeah. open for a long time. The city will love you a long time. Ooh. So, ooh, ooh, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Lance, st- so. <laughs> Lance would have stood in the corner. And turned his back to the microphones. So <laughs> why? Why would you do this? I can't. Why? I just didn't even see that coming. Like Neither that, did. Who would? That hit me. You know, they say the ones that hurt you the most are the ones you don't see coming. The That's punches. right. That's right. And I just couldn't see that coming. Like usually, we can see him a mile away. Yeah, we can Gallagher. see it building up, and yeah. we see his, his internal filter. Like he's in his eyes. He's like, should what? I? Should I not? I did not see you going there. I I just, I'm just saying that the city's going to love this. No, don't this say it again. Don't say it again. That's not how you said it, That's though. Exactly. No, you put, on, exactly what you I put said. a little spice on it. That's exactly what I said, and I, I'm not taking it back. This city is going to love this Me team so for a horny? long time. You, why are you doing it? He used that. From, don't do it. He used that. Don't double he down. Used that from, he, don't you do no, it. No, he used that from... No, I know where it came from. Why are you doing it? Well, well, I'm using it from uh, no, Two no, Life Crew. No, you're... I know the movie it came from. No, he's using it. I'm using it from Two Life Crew. No, which is it didn't sound like it. It did not sound like it. It did not sound like it to me. It does. Did not sound like. Sounds like we're both getting called into Laura B. That did not sound like Luther Campbell to me. Nope. No. No. Girls like to. That's. Chris Wongwan actually is. I don't care who said mm. it. It didn't sound like anyone from that group. Rest, nope. rest in peace, Chris Wongwan. Wow, you guys are both awful. So, time to talk about Notice, it. I said CJ nothing. met the media yesterday along with D'Amico. It's his day to talk uh, and w- on Wednesday. And the, the talk was, okay, how do you balance being that instinctive player and still being in the structure of uh, Bobby's offense? I can go all the way back to like being like really, really young. Um, and I, you guys, my, my youth coach is around, and you guys have seen a couple of my coaches come to the games. He'll probably be here soon, but, but he'll tell y'all, like, since I've been young, I've always had, like, a little, like, nuance and idea, um, just trying to be the coach on the field. Um, and I don't try to step on anybody's toes. Like, I know Bobby does a great job with that, but he actually uh, seems like he appreciates it when I have a f- some feedback, helps him out. Um, and I always kind of like to, like, feel the sense of the game. And I don't ever try to do too much with it, but – I know, like, I, I've been playing football for a pretty long time, and even though I'm a rookie and I'm still young in this league, like, I can kind of feel the game out a little bit and try to 
like get a little twist of something or do something to, to make a play. But same time, I, uh, I remember I was ta- I think I was talking to um, a veteran quarterback in the off season, and he was like, "Man, don't get bored with the boring stuff." And like that stuck out to me. So like just like I love making cool plays on the sideline, I love taking a check down and, and just moving it and going first and ten to second and six. Like that's huge for Bobby and play calling and stuff like that. So uh, I try to play both both ways, but. Um, at the same time, and I, I love playing with my instincts as well. And um, it's been a blessing to have that, that God-given gift uh, to kind of fill the game out. That is a great saying. Don't get bored with the boring stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he said Take a veteran it. quarterback, and I was trying to remember. I was like, was that been Deshaun? But, you know, and he also, he, I don't know that he went to Quincy Avery. I think he was with John Beck because that's who he worked with. He worked with – he and Bryce Young worked with John Beck, and John Beck's got a lot of veteran quarterbacks out there with him. And so I don't know where that came from. I don't think that's – it doesn't sound like a Deshaun thing. Don't get bored with the boring stuff. Um, I I don't know who it would have been, but that is to take that in. Mm-hmm. That Once again, the maturation of C.J. Stroud as an NFL leader and quarterback cannot be undersold. At least early on, that's the perception I have. We'll, we'll see if it plays out. But early on, for him to take that and use that right now, I feel like we're watching him – uh, and and I have some insight into some maturity issues he had when he was younger. I think he's really maturing. I think he's gotten around the right people, and I think C.J. Stroud is buying into being an NFL leader and quarterback. How will he handle success? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. But but the the idea of the process. Don't get bored with the boring stuff. That's a process thing, and that's important. I want to play this. Evan Washburn was doing a. Uh, uh, when, we come back, when we come back, Evan Washburn, who's a sideline reporter. George Pickens thing, too. Yeah, we'll get to the George Pickens thing, but this is about our quarterback. This is okay. more important. Uh, Case Keenum is playing what may be a very important role yeah. for C.J. Stroud. And I want to I want to have Evan Washburn cool. tell yep. the story about the quarterback room with the Houston Texans. Well, we speaking of uh, Case Keenum and University of Houston, they're going to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats this Saturday at uh, 6 p.m. So we want to fill up the stadium. Uh, the Cougs have a chance to make the postseason. Big win at Baylor. Got some momentum. Played great against Texas. And then, you know, the Kansas State game, that yeah, just happened. Oh, well, that's done. But that last couple of games at home were fantastic. The West Virginia game, were you there at the end? The Texas game, were you there at the end? What a great game that was and just got screwed by the, the referee. Um, but there's another one here. Cincinnati's going to come in there. They're going to come in hungry. They want to prove that they're the best new Big 12 team. And, the, and let's face it, the Cougs are the best Big 12 team, new Big 12 team. So they want to get this win badly. They want to keep that role going. They want to get to the postseason, and you've got to be a big part of it. Let's pack TDECU Stadium. Tickets start at just $15. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS. A lot to play for. Need you out there. uhcougars.com slash tickets or 713-GO-COUGS. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's been a really great show so far, a lot of good stuff. We had a Frankenstein caller. Yep. Um, Wait, Gilbert picking the uh, Bengals by seven. Two live crew And stuff. I've got them, double-digit winners, Texans. Uh, John brought up a two live crew song called... Uh, no. Well, it's the name of a song. 
Love you I can't, long time? I can't even say no. No, the other one you said. No, I didn't bring that the up. The song you is called it. Me So You both said egregious things. No. I mean, I don't know why Lance, who consistently criticized you for saying stuff, then doubled down on it. I didn't but, double down. Uh, sure. Yes, you did. You kind of did. that. And you used an accent as well. We had uh, we had some, the three of us had some political talk earlier in the show <laughs> off no, the air. It wasn't political talk. You asked an awful question. It was a political question. Um, and then uh, Chris called in. He said he didn't used to like to watch at Rockets, and now he likes to watch Rockets. Mm-hmm. We have, I'm with him. We have had some discussion about uh, Udoka, and and it really is amazing how the Texans and Rockets seem to be on the same, like how many similarities they are between them. Um, we've talked about how the Rocket, the Astros, for the first time, are the Astros the team? <laughs> are the Astros a pro, pro, the professional organization in Houston that's that's that needs to get it together right now? That's... And the Rockets and Texans kind of have things together. Is that even possible? That's unbelievable. That can't be possible. It's, uh, these two, maybe organiz- it's just perception. Well, I don't know why it is. These two are on the rise, and then so the Astros have to fall. Is that what it is? That, uh, when these two were so downtrodden, and then the Rockets were just stomping on everybody. Well, when you get points to a, assign to a player in like Madden or whatever, if no. you do a certain amount that way, then you have to take some off that way. Well, you it's almost have- like. It's almost like Texas Tech. You're going to be really good on offense, but then you got to be really terrible on defense. Let yeah. me put, you ask just you have this. to. If let's say John's favorite coach, and it's not D'Amico, Bobby Slowick, for whatever reason, D'Amico said, "I don't want to coach anymore," and John's like, "I'm really excited. Bobby Slowick's going to take the job. I want an offensive guy." And Casario wasn't aware that Slowick's contract expired. <laughs> that would be wild. That would be. You're That's right. what that Dana would be Brown almost did. Unheard of. Well, it would be on bench coaches and offensive coordinator. That's not. I don't think that's equal. Well, he didn't join in the middle of the year. He's been around a long time. I get the feeling that's not a great. I, I don't think it's great for a spotter because Jim Crane lets contracts run out, and when they do, bye. Unless Jeff Bagwell rescues you when your contract's out, unless Bagwell says. We need a spada. Well, I don't know how he's spot is a, an, a, apparently Dana Brown is really pushing a spada because he's an analytics guy, and we all know what the the front office thinks about analytics guys right now. I mean, they hired one, I know. and he helped build the organization to where you got. Okay, well, you wanted to talk about this Case Keenum thing? Yeah, so it's Case, it's Davis Mills, it's C.J. Stroud, so Evan Washburn. Now, this does kind of play into the fact that, and C.J. mentioned this. C.J. likes having a he likes having his say in the offense, even as a rookie. I don't think CJ likes to be a wallflower. I think his personality, and I heard this at Ohio State, is he likes to be involved in the offense. He likes to be involved in having a voice in it. And as long as he's coachable and as long as he knows ball, that's fine. You know, that's absolutely fine. And that's a decision between a coordinator and a and and, and his head coach to make. And I think they're very comfortable with CJ Stroud being part of this process. But it's interesting, and Evan Washburn on a podcast talked about the importance of, of the quarterback room in Houston and how it's not only has been very smooth, it's been much more smooth than anyone anticipated, and Case Keenum plays an important role. Case Keenum and C.J. Stroud have developed such a chemistry. Keenum is the negotiator in Houston, and specific to this role, it's supporting C.J. Stroud 
in the meeting room, in the quarterback room, is sometimes playing the bad cop in situations where they'll be in a meeting, something will come up, and all CJ has to do is kind of give Case a look, and Case knows, okay, that means my quarterback doesn't necessarily like that. He wants something else. I'll step up. I'll make a point as a 35-year-old vet in the room and say, hey, hey, why don't we run it this way? Why don't we do this this way? So that CJ, as he put it to us, doesn't always have to be the guy asking for something to change. And then you add in Davis Mills. And I thought CJ was really honest with us about this. He was concerned coming in as the top pick and with Davis Mills still being on the roster that there might be, I don't know about friction, but it could be a bit awkward. That hasn't been the case. Davis Mills is number two. Case Keenum is emergency number three in the negotiator. And they have an unbelievable chemistry and bond to the point where every Friday night, it's Case, his fiance, Davis, his wife, and C.J. Stroud going out for a nice dinner. C.J. Stroud joking that he's the fifth wheel. Bill is the one steering the ship right early. Um, that's pretty cool. That that's is a pretty great cool. story, isn't it? Davis Mills, not a problem. CJ, would you like that? That the veteran, the veteran will kind of bring up the things that CJ doesn't want to have to bring up in the uh, in the in the room with Bobby Slowick. That's an interesting. It's an interesting dynamic where CJ will just give give Case a look, and in Case yeah. Case is the one who does the. Who does the heavy lifting for? Because you don't want to be a rookie and already butting heads with yeah. the offense coordinator. It's, it's, it's a bit of a diva thing if you do. I don't want to run it like that. Let's. Or, I don't want to do that or whatever. So yeah, the case is taking the bullets. That's great. And case yeah, and case probably has a better voice with Bobby because he's you know the veteran. He's been Somebody, there. Somebody. See, you guys are focused on something that's not important. Evan Washburn says something that I, I'm not sure is correct. Is Case Keenum not married? We remember. No, no, no. It's it's uh, Davis he Mills, said, but no. he said Case Keenum fiance. Yeah, no. that's that's. Oh, I'm pretty said, sure he said no. No, he Case said Davis' wife no. and Davis and his fiance. No, he no, said Davis he Mills' says the wife. Other way, because that was caught one that caught I was, me too. I was too. like, what? I think he just screwed He's, that. Up. He flipped them, right? Yeah, he had I think to he flip screwed them. that. Yeah, up yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. And I'm like, no, Case is married. I met his wife. Yes. Yeah, it's just a woman we remember from the Southern Miss game. They flash her throughout that game. Kevin Sumlin's last game here. I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss something? No, he just screwed. Yeah, he, he just screwed them, them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Now let's talk about George Pickens. We haven't gotten to that yet. So George Pickens. So George, this is why I brought up. It must be exhausting to give birth to a wide receiver and have to deal with that kind of level of diva. You in think your they're home. divas coming out of the womb? I, I they don't must know. Be. They I don't all know, are. but it's like, but they, not all wide receivers. Not all, but most of them are far are bigger divas than cornerbacks by far. We got Trey McGahee out there. His dad is all, is a is a coach for the New York Giants and he played football and his coach is, his dad is a coach for the Giants and and is a special teams coach. You know what? He he knows this cuz I think T-Mac was over at the Giants the first time around when they had I think he was there with the squad when they had Odell Beckham Jr. That's one of the greatest divas of all time. Antonio Brown uh, you had with fur coat on the sideline didn't come to the game. You've got Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. You've got, he changed his name to Ocho Cinco. You've got T.O. T.O. One of the uh, Randy all-timer. Moss. Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. I'm walking off the field. That's it. Yep. I'm not playing. <laughs> like, I know corners are divas, but that's because they cover divas. Corners like to tell I you. I want to point out his name's Trent. Yeah, well, I call him Trey. 
because he's the third. That's what his dad calls him. Okay, I was, I was. Did you just get his name wrong? No, 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 no. Okay, there's a thing there. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his dad calls him Trey. I don't know. I, just I might know. be wrong. I just know I've been told he's Trent. Well, by who? Him? That's out there. Yes. Yes. Ask me if he's Trent. Tell him to come in here for a second. He's gonna <laughs> yes. make this. We got to go because we got five star coming up. Oh, we got. Yeah, well, we, he will we'll tell hurry you. up and finish the story about Pickens. Oh, uh, well, anyway, his brother's name is Trey. <laughs> oh, his he just told Trey? me his brother's name is Trey. I call what him. A, you don't even know his name. Well, I know it's Trent, but I call him Trey. Okay, okay, okay. but his brother Which is short for Trent. But he's just doing. It's not about the third. It's short. It's not about the third. So you it's made that up. Short for Trey. So you just no, made, for Trent. So you just made that third thing T-R-E. up. T R E. It's my He just nickname. doesn't like to add the N T. It yeah. takes too long. Trey, but his brother's name Trey. is Trey. It's not Trey, it's Trey. No, his brother's name is Trey. Trey. Like Trent, but I just go Trey. Stop it, you messed up. And I stop, okay? George Pickens was not happy with his one catch for minus two yards. So after the game, he scrubs Steelers off his social media. He unfollows teammates and coaches. Then he's asked about it yesterday. I'm like, "Uh, excuse me. He goes, it's got nothing to do with the Steelers at all, he said. Uh, and then they ask him, well, when Deontay Johnson scored that one touchdown, you didn't look happy. You just walked off the field. You didn't celebrate. His touchdown engineered the victory, so I don't know how I could be mad at that. And then that's all he – and then they ask him. Uh, Pickens also was asked, well, were you upset? He goes, oh, nah. And he scrubbed them? He him. scrubs the Steelers, all the pictures, all the names on his bios. He starts unfollowing coaches and teammates. Can you imagine – Having to deal, you just had Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, oh. Antonio Brown. Oh my god! And now Mike Tomlin got my, this. Mike Tomlin of and all Tomlin the coaches, all people, a, hard, a hard ass. Yeah, he's not for this. This is the Steelers, <laughs> and every wide receiver you draft, you're like Real Housewives of Hollywood. Except guess who's getting catches this week? Oh, Pickens. he's going to Pickens is going to get targeted eight times minimum. 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 Eight, three catches, 18 yards. All right, we got to break it here. Um, speaking of, but before we go, oh, my God, the chant at the Nets game last night. Daryl Morey. James James was terrible. And they've Dar- lost both the, games. And they were all, they were, yeah, they've lost both games that James Harden has been there. And they were chanting, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. Because Nets fans How hate him, too. How awesome is that? Yeah, Nets fans hate him. Yeah. Oh, no. James is going to be hated everywhere he goes. James is super di- Talk about divas. Super diva. Time for me to talk about Robin. She's not a diva. Robin is the best. Robin is going to take care of you at... Uh, listen, the, the Houston Potter Coders, HoustonPotterCoders.com is just the best. It's just the best place to save whatever metal that you're trying to save. You got one, maybe one of those old frigid airs. That you want to, and you want to save that, or you have some kind of an old signs from the thirty, the nineteen thirties, forties, fifties, or whatever, and it's all rusted out, and you want to save it. They can save stuff. This is what they do. There's stuff that you just can't replace by buying a new stuff. You just can't replace it. Well, Houston powder coaters can save it for you, make it look like new again, or give it that old look, depending on what how you want to do it. It, it, it car parts, lift kits. Uh, patio furniture, they will fix, they will strap it, sling it, repair it. They do it all. 
And Robin says, listen, you can show me pictures and I'll say if we, I'll tell you if we can save it. Maybe we can, maybe we can't. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. That's what they do. Biggest and the best by volume. They're just the place to go if you need anything powder coated. You want to keep any of that old metal new. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Bringing in five-star here on the show. And before we get to your games, five-star, uh, I got the Texans by double digits over the Bengals this week. Am I, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy at all. I don't know if they cover. Uh, I don't know if they win by double digits, but I think they for sure cover, though. You like them with the six plus the six and a half? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That bag in the public with that one. They're going to be running to the windows, taking Joe Burrow on that one. They don't. They a lot of people haven't seen um, the complete team that the Texans are. They don't understand it. It's bigger than CJ Stroud with that team. That's why CJ is able to perform like he has. It's because the defense holds him down, man. Last week they didn't put up a good performance, but throughout the season the defense has been really. Uh, good, and I'm really confident that uh, every week the Miko Lions is going to come up with a great plan. Uh, so I do like the Texas with the points, and you got to remember, too, another fact that C.J. Stroud is going back to Ohio where he's loved, so I'm sure he's going to want to put on a show against another uh, huh. former Ohio State quarterback. True. The injury report came out yesterday, though, and there's a lot of Texans on it. Now, we'll see today if more guys are practicing. Wednesdays, a lot of times they'll take off to get better. And we'll see if they are the Bengals going to have any receivers, John. Well, they don't have Jamar Chase, that's for sure. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. So no, that's that's definitely that's definitely uh, a help. And Derek Stingley was back out there for the Texans, so we'll see whether or not he's able to play. Although Stephen Nelson went down, and we'll see if uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play. So a lot of a lot of stuff going on into this right now. And yeah, you're right. Uh, CJ going back to Ohio. Didn't even think about that angle. Yeah, it's two Ohio State quarterbacks going at it. Joe Burrow and uh, C.J. Stroud. How about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to call him an Ohio well, State quarterback, though? Well, it, it, no, he, I, no, man. Well, there's, there is two <laughs> successful. And everybody, to, bla- everybody says you don't have any successful Ohio State quarterbacks. Hold on. Joe Burrow. Hold on. Five stars. Five stars. Tell him where you're from, please. I'm from Louisiana. That's from Louisiana. Yeah. You're oh. trying to take away his quarterback? Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. He and went, Joe Burrow has commented on this. He goes, I went to school at Ohio State. I played football at, right. at LSU. Ooh. He did. Well, he, Thank you, Dale. He did, yeah, but he great. he went to Ohio State. Sorry, he's an Ohio State quarterback. But he could have been just in the band. That's huh. what he says. It's B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X. Burrow. Yeah. I know he's got a yeah, Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. No, no, did, no. Did he wears the purple and gold every game, guys. He wears the, the purple and gold every game. Every game. He didn't wear those LSU. Buckeye. Yeah. He didn't go Buckeye. No, he wears uh, scarlet underwear, as I understand no. it. As I, as, <laughs> as I understand it. Okay. Does Wendy know you're talking flagrant like this about her quarterback? That's uh, Ohio State quarterback. Okay. I'm sorry. You guys don't like it. All right. I. Okay. So. You like I've like I like Kansas. I just like the way Kansas plays football. Uh, you can't yeah. ever count on Daniels; he's never there. But Bean has done a nice job for this team this year. Yeah, you remember I was telling you guys about Bean um, last year when he transferred to Kansas, when they were kind of doing like the two man rotation at quarterback, and he always has had the better arm. 
he opens up the offense. Lance Lipold is, is just awesome, man. And like you said, they've been without the preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year quarterback, Jalen Daniels, literally all season. But being a stepped up, uh, the offense is real versatile, man. Uh, he's a tall, lanky quarterback with great accuracy. And uh, their offense is very also efficient and diverse. I, I, they average 35 a game, man. Their defense is very opportunistic. Uh, the, Ray, the Red Raiders, excuse me, have had some issues um, at the quarterback position. Uh, this is their third signal caller, but they've had Baron Morton in there uh, about the last five weeks. He missed um, a game on the road that they had that they lost uh, to BYU. But besides that, he's been under center. He's put up some respectable numbers. But the key to their offense is their senior running back, Todd Brooks. He's a monster. If KU can slow him down like I think they can, I really like Kansas to win this game. They're a really good home team. Uh, they're 5-0 straight up at home this season, 4-0 uh, and 1 against the spread at home in those five games. So, uh I do like the Jayhawks. Texas Tech has struggled on the road, guys. They posted a one and three record. Bad losses at Wyoming and BYU. But as I said, Morton did not play at BYU, but still such a short number. I'm going to buy it down to the key number three. I paid a 10 cent juice. Let's take a, a hot Kansas team at home minus three. I want to point out also last week, I don't, did Michigan cover 32 and a half? Man, that was up. I can't. I can't remember. No, honestly. Purdue got it. Yeah, Twenty-five hurt, seconds man. left. They they did. Purdue got a late cover. Because I thought you had a cover on that one. They got a late. No, cover. late cover. Because you had Washington yeah. USC over seventy-six, which I think hit in the second quarter. That hit in the first half. Like <laughs> that hit in the first. But Michigan had complete control of the game. I know that you probably saw it too, John. Fourth down, and it's like six, man. And they're from the twenty-four. The 24-yard line, they let Hudson Carr throw a 24-yard touchdown pass, man, literally with eight seconds left to get the cover. So, but I know we were kind of trouble on that one because before the game went off, it went all the way up to like 88% of the public that was on Michigan. I said, oh, I don't know how we're going to survive because, you know, it's rare <laughs> that the books take a L in those type of situations. Crazy. Well, you had another big over this week. Yeah, I think we might get to this one by halftime, too. It's going to be a little wet, but that doesn't matter. I'm not overthinking this one. Uh, if it's not broke, why well, fix it? USC is now 10 and 1 to the over in its last 11 games. Uh, after last week, hitting it, as we just said, uh, last right, you know, at halftime against Washington, the Trojans continue to struggle on the defensive side, man. SC is ranked 123rd in total defense, 124th in points allowed. They give up 35 a game. Uh, their former DC, Alex Grinch, he was let go last week after that debacle. And uh, now they have a new D.C. Well, I guess there's two of the guys that um, Lincoln Riley's going to use to coach. It doesn't matter, man. They're facing the number one offense in the country. They're coming to Nike Town, uh, Eugene, Oregon. Bo Nix is about to go off, man. He's turned his whole career around up there in the great Northwest. Uh, kudos to that kid. Uh, it kind of shows you what coach can do, man. And they average 47 a game. I know the weather calls for some light showers, but I think that they're used to that. The key is the wind. It's not going to be windy. So Oregon plays well. And I also think that, you know, Caleb Williams, is he's a powerful guy. He's going to put up some points. So the precipitation doesn't stop uh, what we think, and that's the over, over 73 and a half on Oregon USC. Mm. Yeah, the, the the rain is a little bit of a factor. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's Wind is much more, much more important. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Most of those games when it's wet like that, people think that it's going to affect it, but it really does it, John, because receivers know where they're going. And as long as the wind is not running, they, they got those sticky gloves, man, the rain on man. They can catch anything with those gloves. Yep. Uh, that's Five Star Vegas. You can hear him on Wagering World tomorrow night right here on ESPN. We're on podcast only tomorrow, John. Podcast yeah. only, guys. Oh, podcast only tomorrow night? Okay. Yeah, no live air. We'll be on the podcast 
still produced by the fine guys over there, ninety seven five, Joe and all those guys. We'll Make sure you subscribe. You need to get this. Five stars had a good year. This year, it's been a it's yeah. been a strong year. So make sure that you are yeah. uh, subscribed to the podcast and put that in your rotation when you're running at the park or doing whatever. Yeah. You like the game within the game, as we call it. Then this is one of your sources where you can get information. Yeah, thanks, man. And that, we'll be on a, on podcast the next two weeks. They got A and M basketball on Friday. Oh, you know, okay. Tags win and everything. Yeah. So, but we'll we're right there. We'll be on the main page, guys, and any podcast platform. I'm sure that the guys will get it up, you know, uh, probably Friday about 6 p.m. All the listeners, if you're looking for the way to where it won't be live, but you can go get the podcast on Friday evening. Well, but it's but you're still getting it for free, right? Just like you do on the wagering world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing's changed. It's going to be four NFL play. Nothing's changed. The whole format's the same. It's just we're not going to be live. We're just going to do it what we're doing, the podcast version. Still going to get four free NFL uh, picks, and you're going to still get a breakdown of five college football games. So every week I give you nine plays, man. All right, so you got Kansas minus three, and you got the USC Oregon game over, over, over. All right, uh, that's five star in Vegas right here every week on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five, and get the podcast of Wagering World uh, tomorrow night. Five stars always, man. Great stuff. We appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, there's five star in Vegas right here, ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. All right. We got news of the weird coming your way next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So we got that to look forward to. I got McGrath Pest Control. Nick was in here uh, the other day, Nick Mercuso, and he's the bar that they had so many issues, an old building and whatnot. And Keith Mc- and uh, Scott McGrath came in there, and he just destroyed all the bugs that he had in there. And he has just – it's uh, because it, he, I don't know, can't tell you how many different – uh, pest control companies Nick had there, and they, none of them could get it done. And Scott McGrath says, watch this. I'll get it done. And Scott McGrath loved going there. As a matter of fact, that's the first time I think I met or we met with Scott. And Scott McGrath was like, hey, yeah, uh, advertising, not really working. I said, well, talk to Chance here. And Chance went there, and Chance did those spots for Scott McGrath, which were which are fabulous. Yeah. And, and it just took Mosquito off. Mosquito murdering system. Yeah. I will take a- huh. I will take a roach and I'll break him in half and put his head in a bucket of cold water and boil him. Right. Yeah. And that it was awesome. And that whole campaign was awesome. And people got to love Scott McGrath. And it wasn't really Scott McGrath. It was Chance. But here's the deal. Scott McGrath, after you you know, you know called him and said, I need you to kill my bugs, Scott McGrath does that. He does it every single time. And he's very conscientious about it. He makes sure that those bugs are all dead. So if you're looking for the best way to get rid of those bugs, you call Scott McGrath. 281-469-8240, 281-469-8240, or McGrathPestControl.com. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Time now for News of the Weird with John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. News of the weird time. So, so apparently, okay, have you ever had a movie that you wanted to see really bad? And uh, somebody spoils it for you? Spoiler alert. Is that, that's uh, horrible, isn't it? I did that with one of the Harry Potters. You did? Yeah, I said Dumbledore died and. Ooh! Yeah, wow. people got you. Just ruined it for people now. That no, no, it's too late. But I said that like when we were at six ten. Oh, you did. And I just, 
you weren't even in. Like you had gone somewhere early, and I had the last segment to do. You you left early and shot. I had the last segment I mentioned. Oh boy, Harry Potter. Who cares? My wife's reading. Oh, Dumbledore dies. Boom. There you go. And I had people so <laughs> mad at me. Mad enough to pull a mad enough to pull a gun on you. We're a more violent society now than we were in 05, maybe. A Sydney police officer describes a shock and fear after colleague pointed gun at him over the threat to spill the to spoil the top gun plot. Now, the top gun plot is pretty yeah. it's it's pretty systematic, isn't it? Yeah, I think what I did was more egregious. There's going a uh, much more egregious. Yeah. Top Gun, Tom Cruise is going to be over the hill, yeah. right? And then there's going to be some kind of a dramatic, and there's going to be some young gun coming up, and Tom Cruise has to put him in his place. And then there's going to be some kind of a dramatic, really a, a life, a, a world threatening threat out there that Tom Cruise has to go and save. Well, the you day. could have predicted. It's how it pretty. It, it's it, formulaic. To it's say formulaic. The least. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you really think you got to pull a gun on somebody for fo- spoiling that plot? Right, now, Dumbledore dies. I'm pretty sure people wanted to kill you. They wanted me dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen grown men more upset with another grown man about talking about a book. But I guess if somebody spoiled a show for me, it'd be the same way. You think? Yeah. yeah. Like, spoiled a TV, you know, some twist at the end. Dumbledore and the twist, people didn't see it coming, I guess. But, yeah, like, if I ruined a... M. Night Shyamalan, and like, oh, man, I want to see that Sixth Sense thing. I watch it with my kids. Kids are so cynical now. I watch it with my kids and go, one, uh. of, one of them, Marty didn't know I was coming, or Snacks did, and Mason's like, he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're about 15 minutes in the movie, like, wait, what? Why do you say that? Because none of this makes any sense. He's got to be dead. He's uh, probably dead. Yeah. I'm like, shut up, so- Mason. Don't you ruin just it for ruined the rest it. Of- you ruined it for everyone, Mason. A South Korean man, I'm going to ruin this for you, South Korean, a South Korean man killed by industrial robot that identified him as a box. The robot thought he was a box, How picked he him up, squeezed him so hard, killed him. Well, wait, why are robots squeezing boxes that hard that they would kill? Well, how was he built? Um, Thick I, lower half, built with squatty frame. Tried to frame, lift him up. Short inter- arms, short limbs. Resulting in the fatal accident. Lifted him up. I don't know why you would lift oh, a box that... That's... Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? You would lift it up and squeeze as hard, you'd yeah. kill it. Mm, yeah. Sounds suspicious That's what the robot me. lobby wants us to think. Oh, it's just an accident. They thought it was a box. No, that yeah. robot wanted to kill that guy. Yes, that's and exactly they're covering what it up. It's exactly what it... Oh, yeah, robots just accidentally squeeze a box so hard. Oh, it... Yeah, why would it, anybody program a robot to squeeze a box to ruin what, whatever was inside? To yeah. smash bones. Think about it, John. Really Don't let them trick you. Robots are carrying boxes. There's a no. deeper story. I just, I just reading the story. There's a deeper story, John. Don't let them trick you. It's yeah. in South Korea too. Funny yeah. things happen there. Okay. I thought that was North well, Korea. Well, North, but well, both maybe on the border. Sure. Okay. Could be on the border. Here's a special place for heaven for in in, in hell for this woman accused of embezzling twenty thousand dollars from Ann Arbor Ann Arbor Girl Scout troop. Ooh, that's right. Oh. That's rough action. Girl Scouts. Well, they're making lots of money. Like, well, are 20, they? 20 G's is probably a, they sell a probably lot of light work, to be honest with you. Um, 20 000. The way they're out there hawking cookies, like, all in your face at the grocery Did store. Did you see how Earl Thomas is uh, apparently his 
girlfriend's brother was em- embezzled $1.9 million from him. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Earl Thomas? From Earl Thomas. Yeah. Used him, apparently uh, stole his identity and bought Let me tell you. all kinds of stuff with it. Earl and- Thomas's actual brother is much friendlier with Earl, as you may remember. Mm. Del, you remember that, that story, that, won't you? You remember that story, Del? I remember. Earl yeah, Thomas and his brother, his brother and another girl. Yes, a couple girls and yeah. his brother. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't do with my Embezzling brother. Embezzling money, your boyfriend. How's what's the girl? What's your relationship with your girlfriend like after that? Oh, I probably probably ruins it. I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine that's going to come up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that puts I puts a little. I don't hold just grudges. A, like I'm not a grudge holder. I don't bring stuff up from the past. Your top. brother's stealing one point nine million. That might yeah, you might that hold one's that grudge. probably going to stick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an OnlyFans model was nearly caught having relations at a boring Cardinals Bengals game. Do you feel like you should be able to have relations at a, at a Wait, Cardinals Bengals game? Why does the fact that it's boring? Have to be well, in the, the story. Game, if it was an exciting game, maybe she would have been able to How, control herself. You think that? You think if if it was back and forth, Josh Dobbs was putting on a master class, she wouldn't have done what she did? Yeah, wouldn't it keep keep your attention a little better? I mean, than that I'm game? not an OnlyFans model. I'm probably yeah, not I having think... sex at the game, no matter what. No, I'm pretty sure if she was into it, she real she looks like she's into it. What, what's her name, John? What's her OnlyFans I, name? I don't, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! We heard Lance. Kaylee off mic. Killian. Never heard of her. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty strong. Kaylee Killian. I look her up on Instagram. Yeah, she has four hundred fifty thousand followers. I mean, you would do any. People would do anything for likes. Uh, it's clout. She did that for clout. clout. That was a clout. Absolutely, change. she did. And it had nothing to do with the game. But guess well, what? Guess what? She's gonna. If make, it was an exciting game, everybody would. have, Hey, stop doing that! I'm trying to watch this game. She's gonna make so much money. That one little move, she'll make so much money. Yeah, she's now no. Well, especially since she brought attention to herself and what That's she what looks saying. like. That's what I'm saying. I mean, she brought a lot of attention. I had I'd never said the name Katie Killian before today. Yeah, no, Kaylee Killian is. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty that's 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 pretty strong. There's no question. Um, so, um, what else? Apparently, Brian Cox joined 007, The Road to a Million. Thinking it was the next James Bond film. Okay. And what is it, Del? Do you know what it is? It sounds like some woman having to have sex oh, with a lot of no. people. <laughs> um, what do you mean he joined? Apparently, yeah. Brian uh, Cox, the Miami Dolphin? No, Brian Cox, the actor from oh, Succession? Da, 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 the actor, da, da. yeah. Not the linebacker. Oh, the McDonald's commercial guy? Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. Also no Succession, yeah. yeah. Um, Not the line. The competition series follows nine pairs of everyday people who head out on a global adventure through several Bond-inspired challenges for a chance at winning a cash prize. And he's old. I mean, do you why think, did he? Oh, he just doing stuff to do stuff now. I guess you would think that he'd be after Succession. You, you, he's not a serious person. Is he's he? not a serious person. And <laughs> also, what about Succession Two? Is there not going to be a spinoff? Maybe where? No, he's dead. How can he be yeah, in a spinoff? Dell, you, you, you just ruined Sorry. it for people. Did I? Yeah. Yes. Um. Do I? Do I not? Serious Speaking people. of that, the actor strike is over, so he can oh, get back to yeah. work oh, actually doing stuff. Yeah. I gotta call Eric Layton and, and congratulate him. Yeah, congratulate him on. You know, he told me, he's like, you have no idea how many of my friends have lost their 
houses, their apartments. Uh. People think we're all wealthy. He's like, do we make... He said, working actors, a lot of them make a lot less than just everyday average people. And there's he, he's like, they've had to move back in. Whole families have had to move in with moms and dads because the actors are like, there's no, no, there's no revenue for them. There's nothing. Um, speaking of money, now a, the actors a reputed drug so. lord reported police for accepting a bribe to not seize contraband. He gave a bribe to the police and then reported them for accepting a bribe. It's, he's you playing, broke the. He's playing chess. Well, that is chess. He's playing chess while everybody else is going to be yeah, playing. Because he, he doesn't want to prison time. He doesn't want to pay off those costs for years. So yeah, get him out of the way. That was a really Dad, smart. No, you can't be trusted what? anymore. An inception. You're a drug lord. You can't. I can't trust you anymore. What you were never, You were never supposed that. to. Yeah. How about this one, John? In Denmark, there are libraries where you can borrow a person. Instead of a book, to listen to their life story for 30 minutes. This innovation and brilliant project is active in 50 countries. It is called Human Library. Dell, no. is Human Library something that you would like to be a part of, either as a listener or a talker? What's the... How many minutes so do I get? So 30, 30 minutes, you tell them about your life minutes. story. No. Yeah. In hmm. no, Human Libraries, no. you get to find interesting stories. I'm, I'm not interested. Do I get to pick my person, or do I just have to sit wh- with whoever's the, yeah, there? It's like yeah, you pick you a book pick out a of a library. Yeah. yeah. What do they look like? Well, if, they're already well, checked what if out, it's like Kaylee Killian? Would you like to hear I don't her know. story? I don't know what no. she looks like. But, um, I don't. I will, I will tell I you, hear her mine will be very shallow. I will pick on appearance. Mm, that's it. Of course so you would. He. Of course you would. Everyone so, would. So, so they're like, hey, 30 minutes? You think? Human Library? This is a date. No. This is not speed dating. You think, it's speed it's dating. Library, you think you're going to pick Ezekiel Estacio? No. Why do you, why do you have always, to always put him in here? Well, you, you could have said Paul Giamatti. Anybody. No, you go Boban. Leave Ezekiel alone. He hasn't been around a lot for a long time. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. You you're not picking him. That's all I'm saying. You, you and you, that's Although your, he probably has a very a very interesting life story. That's a Jeff Bagwell influence on you because wow. Jeff Bagwell brought that to the table, and now you won't let it go. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. You're not picking him. That's all I'm saying. What I'm, I'm not, saying I'm not is picking I'm any picking guy. Mark Klein if I'm going to get jewelry. I do it all the time. Actually, I've done it several times, nonstop. Every time I need jewelry, the only place I go is Klein's Jewelry. Mark has diamonds right now lab-grown diamonds that are going to be a fraction of what regular diamonds are. And they are, they're the same. I bought my wife a, a set of earrings, a pair of earrings, and they were perfect. She loved, loved, loved them. She got diamond earrings. Now, they're lab-grown. Oh, well, they're diamonds. And they're t- same color, weight, clarity as regular diamonds. It's perfect. If you're looking for lab-grown diamonds, you go see Mark because you're going to spend a fraction. She'll never know the difference. No one will ever know the difference. A jeweler won't know the difference, but they're lab-grown, and they're less expensive, and Mark Klein has them in bulk. You want pendants, watches, uh, earrings, necklaces, bracelets, whatever it is, you got it. 832-316-1388. He's got two locations, Woodway and Augusta, Fountain View and Westheimer, or you can go online, do it all online at KleinsJewelry.com. ESPN 97.5.com. Iacane powder. Oh, you-